Up until recently, the 2022-2023 Minnesota Wild had been winning games at a similar level to last year. But why such a contrast in what we saw last year compared to this year? Well, it turns out there are a couple of reasons, and we will discuss them today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks, as always, for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Just a reminder, you can find Locked on Wild on your favorite podcast platforms absolutely free of charge. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, we set out to answer the question, why is this year's Wild team not as exciting as last year's? My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, and I got this idea from a YouTube comment actually in 2022 was going to uh, to do an episode on it then, but uh, came back to it now, and uh, it really interesting to dive in because I think it's right on. We had so much fun watching this team last year, and there was so much uh, so much to enjoy watching. And now to this point this year, it has not uh, it has not been at that same level. There are a couple of reasons as to why, and I think the big one that we will start with is. Empty net magic. Remember last year, um, the Wild had so many games in which they found themselves trailing and uh, were able to get extra goals, game-winning goals, game-tying goals with the uh, extra attacker, with the goalie pulled, with the empty net. That became a weapon that this team was able to use over the course of last season. And so far this season, that has not even really been a factor uh, in what the Wild have been able to do. They were so good in the clutch, empty net situations last year, and so good in overtime. And that leads you to an exciting feeling when you're watching. You turn in late in the game, late in the third period, fully expecting to see somebody score a crazy goal, whether it be Ryan Hartman, who had a couple of uh, of uh, empty net magic goals, Kirill Kaprizov, of course. Uh, everybody up and down the roster was contributing to that last year, and you know none crazier than I think of the Pittsburgh Penguins game in which the Wilds were able to tie it up with like three-tenths of a second left on the clock, it was close enough that they actually had to go back and review it to uh, see whether or not uh, the goal was scored with time still on the clock. That one was uh, a Ryan Hartman special. And so you had all of that last year to where we just kind of assumed every time the Wild found themselves trailing, which was rare, that they were going to be able to tie it up and at least send it to overtime. And this year, that has not been the case. And that stems from, for one, the offense being more of a struggle uh, so far this season in that um, you're not scoring as many goals as this team did last year. And it just, it has seemed like for the most part, 
the outcome of the game has been decided well before the closing minutes. We haven't seen anything save a couple of games this year in which there have even been opportunities to uh, to try to potentially tie the game. You look back to the Blues game uh, within the last week in which the Wild lost 3-0, and yes, they were peppering the net at the end of the game, but you're down 3 nothing at that point. And so the odds of you being able to complete a comeback in that fashion in that amount of time are small. And so they're just there have not been as many of those situations where the Wild have been able to will themselves into the tying or the game-winning goal just because I think not only with the empty net magic, I think the results have just been so much more um, so much more decided for the Wild in the instances in which they've lost. They really have not been able to complete comebacks in that fashion. And so you take away that element of it, that excitement factor. The Wild have had really one game this year that I can think of. Of course, I'm probably missing a couple. But they had the one game against the Carolina Hurricanes in which Alex Goligosky scored the overtime goal to uh, to give the Wild the win. Beyond that, a lot of everything else has been decided in regulation. And so it leads to the lack of excitement there because the Wild either haven't needed it or haven't been able to summon it so far this season. And that that pulls some excitement away. We're talking about a season in which the Wild shattered many of their uh, franchise records from last year. So obviously a lot of goals scored, a lot of players having career seasons. And so you expect that those guys are going to be able to, to deliver when the spotlight shines the brightest. And to this point this year, it just has not equated to that same level of success that we saw last year. So I think that's a huge part, maybe the biggest part of the equation from last year to this year as to why uh, the games are not, for the most part, as exciting as we saw last year. And I think it's a, it's a huge thing, and we talked about it Coming into the season, we also talked about it um, as the season went on. Went on, it's like it's just the magic's not just going to continue for this style of winning. And so it was, it was a lot of fun last year, but it just has not been a factor in uh, the results so far this season. So that's that's probably the biggest reason as to the difference as to why last year's team was more exciting to watch than this year's team is. But there are still a few others. Uh, that um, have factored into that as well. And so we'll talk about uh, yet another reason, and it involves pursuit of some history. And uh, we'll talk about that as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info plus stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From the NFL playoffs to college basketball to the NBA to the NHL, they've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. 
They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at Bet Online, where the game starts. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure you check out the Locked On NHL Prospects show to get a full lowdown on everything going into the 2023 NHL Draft. Prospect rankings, players to keep an eye on as we get closer to the draft, and also organizational prospect rankings as well. You can find Locked On NHL podcasts on your favorite podcast platforms absolutely free of charge. So continuing to look at the lesser excitement for this year's Minnesota Wild team compared to last year. Why was last year so exciting? We talked about the empty net magic. I think the biggest one other than that was the pursuit of history that uh, the Wild were on last season. Not only on a team perspective, but you had Kirill Kaprizov um, going after every record in the history books for this Minnesota Wild team. And it was the first time since those records had been established that we as fans saw a legitimate chance for them to be broken. Kirill in his uh, his first season, his Calder Trophy winning campaign, obviously it wasn't an 81-game season, 82-game season. And so there was really no jeopardy in any of those records being broken. And so we had the opportunity to watch him go after those records every single game down the stretch last season. And remembering him breaking the goals record, breaking the points record, and not only him being the one to do it, but Matt Zuccarello breaking the uh, the assists record, but then Kaprizov breaking it again. Kevin Fiala breaking the points record. Kirill Kaprizov breaking it again. You had just this compelling and... We still tune in to watch Kirill Kaprizov do his thing. But last year, with that first, like, hey, we've got a chance to see all of these records broken, that first time is just by default most captivating of all. And so people are tuning in to watch Kirill as he pushed towards his uh, eventual um, 46 goals, 47 goals, I think it was, that he had last year. Uh, we tuned in every night to watch him continue to pursue and to be that 100-point player that we have never seen for this franchise before. He's on pace to do it this year, but the culmination of him doing so while the Wild are scoring all these goals, while they're pushing through the second half of the season and tr- trying to set themselves up for a deep postseason push is those are the kinds of things that draw us in more themselves. If you're having a lackluster season and you have a player um, that is, is putting together a historical season in spite of it, it's great. But the fact that the wild as a team were doing so well, as he marched up the record books for the Minnesota wild, it just feeds off of each other and the crazy goals, everything that uh, that he was able to do, you know, some of it has suffered this year and it's not to say that it's 
anything that he has done per se, but um, this team just has not been, you know, they've not been as dominant. And we figured that there would be a, a step back this year um, with Bill Guerin saying that guys like Ryan Hartman, Marcus Felino need to run it back. They have not done it so far this season and have uh, have actually come up substantially short so far of uh, of those marks last year. And whether or not we knew or expected them to do that is is really neither here nor there. But it just you're not going to be able to recapture that magic of a player pursuing those records while the team is also pursuing their own records as well. And the Wild aren't going to break their own record for goals scored in a season uh, this year that they had last year. So there's there's no there's no chase. There's nothing that is is kind of compelling you on a nightly basis to uh, to tune in and see. So I think that has been a big factor as well that uh, that has led to this year's team being less exciting to watch than last year's was. But there is another very, very big one uh, in addition to these two uh, that I think is is probably playing way more of a role than those two were. And so uh, we will finish today's episode of Locked on Wild discussing reasons that this year's Wild team is a little less exciting to watch than last year's was after this. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wilds. Once again, thanks for making Locked on Wilds your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure you check out the Locked on Vikings podcast as we gear up for the Minnesota Vikings hosting the New York Giants on Sunday. Luke Braun has you covered as well as Locked on Sports Minnesota. They've got you all covered every single way for Sunday's NFL playoffs. Looking at reasons that this year's wild team is not as exciting to watch as last year's was, we talked about the empty net magic being non-existent this year. We talked about the pursuit of records not being here either this year. The other thing is just the composition of the team. The wild were such a dominant team in five-on-five last year, and you had... Career seasons from Ryan Hartman, from Marcus Foligno. You had a career season from Matt Zuccarello. You had a career season from Kevin Fiala, from Kirill Kaprizov. Up and down the line, you had career seasons from every single player pretty much on the roster. And so it led to this juggernaut team, and not only is it fun to see them come back from deficits late in games, it's fun to watch the Wild beat the bricks off of people. They did that to the Jets a couple of times last year. They had the the seven to one win, and so it's fun to see them kind of get into that mode where the game is really never in doubt, and to watch them just kind of like sar- sharks circling blood in the water and just pouncing on teams. They wore teams down so much last year because you have the two scoring lines down the stretch with Kevin Fiala, Matt Boldy and Freddie Goudreau, and Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Zuccarello, uh, and Ryan Hartman. Those two lines were dominant last year. So you can lean on them for the offense. You've got the grief line, then they can focus solely on just trying to wear down the opponent's top line. And you had the fourth line way more established, and even with Nick Delorier in the mix, 
That line still was uh, was fine before he got there and was, in the regular season at least, was all right after he was acquired. So that was a huge factor as well is that it just it's fun to watch a team dominate uh, their opponents. And with the exception of a handful of games so far this year, it just has not been the case. These games have been much more tight and uh, there have been stretches in which the Wild have really struggled against the uh, the teams that they're playing out on the ice, and that's not fun. That is, it's not anything that we you know relish watching, but it just goes to show you how much more difficult scoring is for this team this year than it was last year. And we've had guys in and out of the lineup. You've had players that have struggled and have been demoted. And so the line chemistry has been an issue that, uh, that has yet to be resolved. And so it, it, it has been a work in progress for the Wild so far this season. Now, we have been treated to moments this year of some of the younger players coming up and generating some excitement. But last year, by and large, once that lineup got set, the entire second half of the season, once Matt Boldy was called up, those lines just... They, they were set it and forget it, and they, by and large, dominated their opponents. And that's that's fun to see. And I think the other part that feeds off of that was there was no doubt that this team was going for it after the moves that were made at the trade deadline. The trades for Marc-Andre Fleury, for Jake Middleton, for Nick Delorier. There was no doubt after that point, that the Minnesota Wild were going for the Stanley Cup. And so we as fans want to tune in to see if they have the ability to do it. And maybe it's the fact that we're a little, we're, we're not to that point yet um, here in the season. And maybe once, maybe if the Wilds get on a little bit of a run by the trade deadline, and make a couple of moves that then that will will make it a more compelling watch down the stretch. But they were also good before the trade deadline. The Wild were were still a good team before the trade deadline, and so you knew they were maybe one or two pieces away uh, from making a legitimate run. This year's team is further back than that, and so I think that can kind of feed into it as well. Is that it is a roster that's not as close to Stanley Cup contention as last year's team was. And so I think when you put all of these elements together, you know, the the, the amount of goals, the crazy overtime and late game heroics, the pursuit of uh, individual records and, and team records, it all just makes it so much fun to watch. And it's not to say that the Wild haven't had fun this season, it's just last year was such a fun ride for this team, a compelling watch pretty much all season. And to this point this year, it's been very up and down. And uh, there are points during the games in which you watch and you really aren't sure how things are going to play out. And so we, we knew that it was going to be more of a struggle this year, and next year will be tougher, and the next year after that will be tougher as well. But once, once we can get past the buyouts and 
the Wild have their full complement of salary to work with, you know, hopefully we get back to some of those uh, Im- immeasurably exciting wins um, and seasons for this team with uh, Kirill Kaprizov leading the way. So uh, hope that is satisfactory answer to that question. I think it's a very interesting thing to look at because, you know, you want to see your team do well. You want to have, you want to enjoy and have an exciting watch through and through. And uh, so I think it, it makes it even with the disappointing playoff performance last year, I think it makes it, uh, it makes us appreciate what we saw last year that much more and also makes it, um, disappointing that they weren't able to uh, turn it into one of those years where, hey, we had all these records and uh, we were able to hoist the Stanley Cup on top of it. One day we'll get there, but, uh, but it, was not, uh, it was not last season. That will do it for today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Uh, thank you, as always, for tuning in for uh, our episodes all throughout the week. We will have a look at some things that the Wild need to iron out when they face the New York Islanders tomorrow. We'll also have a pregame preview for you. Uh, a few things to uh, to take a look at uh, for you before tomorrow's game. And then, of course, we'll have a postcast for you after the action as well. So make sure that you follow along at Lockdown Wild on YouTube, on your favorite podcast platforms. You can find us on social media as well. We're also now on Amazon Music and on TikTok as well. So make sure you follow us everywhere that you can so that you can stay up to date on everything going on throughout the state of hockey for your favorite NHL team, the Minnesota Wild. We've got new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Lockdown Sports Podcast Network.